Hi, Fox. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And I'm excited to log on to some free Wi Fi. What's the password, though? There's no password. It's free Wi Fi. However, there is a catch, or I should say a captcha. What? There's a captcha. You have to prove that you're human in order to log on to the internet. <laughs> okay. So, since this is an audio podcast, it is an audio captcha. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm going to play some audio, and you need to identify it as a human would. I am sending this audio to you right now. All right. It's eight seconds long. Let's see what it is. Hey, 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 bad I say, do you remember bad I dancing in September? Bad I never was a cloudy day. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is... um. This is the lyrics to um, September or whatever that song is um, being spoken by a speak and spell of some oh, kind. Oh, that, that's, that's the CAPTCHA bot. Is that what that is? Okay. Congrats. I have entered in uh, September into the password field and it looks like we have free Wi-Fi now. Yay. It's not September though. It's October. This would have been funnier last month. Yeah. Are there any songs about October? I am not going to Google that right now because while we do have free Wi-Fi, it looks like Google is blocked on this network we're not allowed we're not allowed to google <laughs> google is not allowed ha, but how do i survive without google i think we're just gonna have to we're, we might just have to work together we should probably explain what this podcast is that's true this is free wi-fi you and i are working on a couple of different games yes but it's a little hard to work on games by yourself yeah you need that feedback and reactions from other people to like keep you going exactly i've started so many projects and then I just completely lose interest in them because I get stuck or I just like don't know what to do with them. And there's like no, there's no one like expecting it from me. So I'm kind of just like, eh, there's no stakes in this. And when I do come back to it, I just have to start all over again because I don't remember what I was doing. <laughs> so yeah, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be giving each other progress reports, talking about what problems we're having, what our next steps are going to be, and hopefully make some cool stuff and have fun doing it. So for this uh for this podcast are we each going to be working on one project at a time and like it's the same project every episode or i think we should try to stick to one project at a time okay i think so otherwise too. nothing will ever get done i guess we should start by kind of explaining what projects we're going to be doing no i'd like to learn more about you first fox who are you what are you doing here oh yeah we should probably yeah we should probably establish who we are before we do anything that's a good point um well, my name is Catherine Fox. Um, Esteban will be calling me Fox throughout the course of everywhere because that's just I will try to stop. <laughs> no, no, I, I like it. I mean, that's a fine name. At work, do people call you Fox or Catherine? No, they call me Catherine just because there's no other. The reason you call me Fox is because we used to have a roommate named Catherine as well. So we just went by each other's last name it definitely gets awkward though when your brother's hanging out with us and i'm like hey do you know where fox is and he's like i'm fox <laughs> that's true yeah it's pretty funny but i don't mind it um 
I go by different names depending on like who the friend group is. My high school friends call me Kathy because that's what I went as. My friends in college call me Fox, which is a dope name, so don't change it. My family calls me Kath or Reiners. Really? Yeah. When I was in, I don't know, like grade school or something, we were learning about grammar. And I learned that um, when there's an I, an N, and an E, the I is long. We say I instead of E. So I thought, oh, my name's Catherine, not Catherine. <laughs> and so my parents thought that was like the funniest thing in the world. So they just called me Catherine or Reiners for <laughs> forever. So that's where that comes from. And then um, here, like I'm, I've recently moved to a new area and I've just been introducing myself as Catherine. So yeah, it really, it like my, my name is, is flexible and if like a, a group of people establishes like what they call me and they start changing it, that's weird to me. So you can keep calling me Fox. Yeah. What? Who are you then? I am Esteban. Um, Which I say wrong constantly. I just say Esteban. It's okay. I think I just mispronounced my own, own name right there too. <laughs> and there's just there's no fixing it. It's broken. Um, but yeah, since I've got a fairly unusual name, at least in English countries, um, English speaking countries, I'm always just Esteban. Except, uh, likewise, my family, my uncle gives me the nickname Stebs, which Aww. no one else is allowed to call me. That's cute. It is very cute. Whenever I'm typing your name, I always just shorten it to Este, but I never actually say that. My brother will do that. My brother will call me Este. What's your last name? Oh, Fajardo. The F-A-J-A-R-D-O. Yeah, I say that wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to have a difficult name. We should probably explain how we know each other because we've known each other for quite a while now. Um, yeah. It's been like six years. Uh, 2012 was freshman year of college, yeah, yeah. which is where we met. Yeah, yeah. So we're at USC studying games, um, and now we're professionals, or at least we claim to be. Yeah, I'm like, that's actually like a really recent development for me. I didn't have a job in the industry until recently, and like, I'm super happy about it. Yeah. But we're both still very young in the industry, right? Uh, yeah. You just started fairly recently. I don't think you've even been there a year yet, right? No, I, I've been here for about... This is like maybe my fifth month. Almost for your sixth month anniversary. Almost. Yeah. So it hasn't even been a year yet. So we're not experts. We're not. No. One of the things I, I really want to um, get out of this is just getting more experience prototyping stuff and like actually building things uh, in an engine. It's like one of my biggest weaknesses when it comes to game design. I have more experience, I think, building the prototypes for things. And just not finishing anything whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, we both we both have problems uh, finishing projects, and I think we also have kind of opposite core strengths when it comes to building games. Like I always want to jump to the end to a development process where you're like writing the story and making things look nice and doing all the polish. And I do not care about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a sucker for like thematics and music and aesthetics and stuff. And you're way more of like a, a like a mechanical. Yeah, yeah. I'm much more hardcore about mechanics. Uh, and as soon as I have a gameplay prototype done, I'm like, all right, I'm not as interested in exploring it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's prototyped, you just ship it. Done. Yeah. I don't ship anything because I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm often making these games uh, for myself more than anybody. Like I just want to see um, how a mechanic will play out or anything. And so part of this is uh, having you as an audience so that I am really thinking about release in a different way and not just exploring mechanic in a hobbyist way. 
that's the other thing. Like, I really want to start using Itch.io again because I have a couple of like visual novels uh, hosted there. They're great. I uh, guess we should probably just pitch our pitch our stuff. Oh, I didn't really say where my background is or like where I've come from, but of course, went to university with you. Yeah. Um, then I worked at Skydance Interactive for a couple of years, and right now I'm just working on being the best that I can be, which is a, a full time position, but. I don't believe in working overtime without compensation, so I'm only working at being the best that I can be eight hours a day. Whoa. <laughs> Controversial opinion time. I have a little bit of free time as I'm between stuff, and so this is the perfect opportunity to really get a lot of progress done on some side projects. Plus, uh, we both listen to a lot of podcasts, and as true millennials, we thought, let's just do one ourselves. <laughs> And we also need an excuse to talk to each other more often because now we live in like opposite sides of the country. Yeah, yeah, because I'm still in Los Angeles. And I am all the way um, in the Carolinas. So kind of as far as I could be shy of moving to a different country <laughs> altogether. Yeah, yeah. And so it's good to have a regular excuse to, to keep up and hear what's going on in each other's lives. So I... So you've already heard like a lot about what I'm going to be working on for this project, and I have not heard a lot about your plans yet, although I have an idea of like the kind of game that you're working on. So why don't you start with your pitch? Totally. I'm working on a investigation game that is adapting mafia or werewolf mechanics into a single-player, proced somewhat procedurally generated game experience, where the player... Um, will be able to play this game on their phone and it will have a cast of characters that have roles that are randomly assigned and determined. Um, and uh, one of those roles is a, is, a, is a murderer and the player um, is in a town and every night in this town one of the characters is going to get murdered and the player's job is to figure out who that is. And the way they do that is by uh, mostly through talking to all the other characters and trying to determine who has alibis and who could be lying. And the only way to determine whether someone is lying is really by um, sort of chasing a, a trail of, um, of alibis and evidence of like, who did that person see? Does that uh, line up with what that person said that they were doing? Um, and uh, trying to figure it out as quickly as possible um, as the phases of day and night uh, progress. I'm leaning towards a um, the less visual information I can put in it, the better. So that way I can be expansive with a number of characters without having to spend a lot of time building up a bunch of art and other visuals because then the content can get really expensive to make. I want this to be a small scale project so that I can put it out fairly quickly and independently on my own. And I don't want it to be a super. This isn't the last game you'll ever you'll ever play. It's not it's not a, a No Man's Sky situation where it's it's got everything. You know, um, this will probably last around forty five minutes, and you can replay it, and it'll have a new experience, and there'll be more to explore there. But um, if someone just plays it once, then uh, I'm satisfied. So. Did you ever play? There's a couple of um, games out now that are kind of a similar well maybe not a similar idea but as a kid did you ever play the freddy fish games i did play the freddy fish games i had okay. never thought of that as a reference point what's your thinking? yeah wait as you were talking about it, i was like that sounds familiar because i played one before and it sounds kind of like a similar idea just a little bit more uh, uh deep mechanically because freddy fish is a kid's game so it's like very simple like how in that game were you supposed to determine who did it well it's a point and click um adventure game 
if memory right. serves. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it's a point-and-click adventure game. You're going through uh, a very linear, predetermined story, um, unlocking puzzle after puzzle, and the character Freddy Fish figures out the mystery, but the player might have figured it out, you know, any time earlier, and still has to sort of continue on with the the mystery. But I do remember who the person who ends up being the one who did it being random. Is that wrong? Really? If that's true, that's fascinating. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I, I remember I played it and I played it a couple times, and like the person who it was at the end was different, or hmm, could be wrong about that. Wow. Okay, I need to look that up. Um, see if that's true, because I hadn't been thinking of Freddy Fish of all games as a as a reference point, but maybe I should. I was looking more at like um, uh, like Ace Attorney. Uh, in terms of like how the player's thinking through putting together evidence in, in that sort of way. I don't think I'm going to take any direct systems from Ace Attorney, but uh, I, I'm trying to figure out ways to visualize. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture um, the game, like what a normal gameplay session would look like. So I do have a lot of UI mockups. Uh, the, the look of the game is sort of like a ebook. Um, it, it's very text-based. It's uh, meant to okay. look like an old book uh, because a lot of the genre that I want to invoke is the um, that cheap murder mystery. Uh, oh, like a pulp novel. Pulp novel. novel. Um, it's pulp also got, novel. I should have probably mentioned this, it's got a romance element to it. It is also oh, a right. dating sim battle royale. Uh, in, in one definition, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the perfect tagline. It's a better tagline, but it's also a little like misleading. It would probably be disappointing if someone's like, "I want to play a dating yeah. sim battle royale," and then it's like, "Oh, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's really something else." It's much better when you're like playing. And you're like, "Wait a second, is this actually a dating sim battle royale?" Because that's kind of what it ends up being. <laughs> it, it does imply that it's like more action oriented, um, mm-hmm. but I do love that. I do love that phrase. I think that's great. <laughs> I should probably explain how that's coming in too, though, because you know a little bit about that because I've explained the system I'm using a bit uh, off off mic too before. Um, there's questions that you can ask each of the characters um, during the investigation phase, and the questions cost energy. The less you know someone, the more energy it takes to be asking them more difficult questions. But you can get That's to so it, right. I built social anxiety as a game mechanic. <laughs> it's not even a joke. <laughs> is it actually like functioning, or is it is it still on paper? I have two prototypes. One is uh, a, a gameplay function test that looks just awful, and the other is a purely UI wireframe mockup that can be run through both in Unity. And I'm trying to combine both of them so that the UI system is hooked up to the under the hood gameplay system that has all of the all the structures figured out. But yeah, so each of the characters has a affinity to the player that develops as the player spends time with them outside of the investigation phase. And there are ways that the player can deliberately try to spend time with someone, but for the most part, it's uh, kind of random, especially at first. And the more affinity you have, the cheaper the questions are. And also new questions and stuff unlock, and you can start to do more things uh, with the, with those characters. And so, and when you reach like maximum affinity, <laughs> does that mean like now it's a romantic relationship? Can you do that with multiple characters, or is it something that can only work? Is that something you have to like 
commit to for only one character at a time. Part of those answers, part of those questions, I'm still figuring out the answers to. But mm -hmm. I am trying to, I'm trying to be fairly like uh, open with the with the with the system. So it's something you can choose okay. to to engage in, and you can choose what level you want to engage with it at. And also, this affinity is sort of a hidden variable, and also it's. Uh, not the same for each player, like the rate at which it can change or the base starting affinity. There'll be some characters that you can never build up uh, enough affinity to where they would um, consider you romantically in any way. Uh, and so a lot of that's under under the hood, hidden system stuff, but um, the potential for it, I want to I want to be possible. But who is the killer is always random. It's always random. And so you might try romancing the killer and boy, would that be heartbreaking, right? I still have to work through all the possibilities to see um, to see how it would affect things and how it wouldn't. One of the things that's really tricky with the game so far is that if there's a lot of uh, special cases for the person who's the killer, then it becomes very easy to identify who that killer is. And I mm -hmm. don't want players to... to when you say special that. cases, what do you mean? Well, like if the player can never romance the killer, then that can reduce the... The uh, number of suspects. Like you, you'd be able to like play the meta, like, oh, I can't romance this person, so they must be the killer. Yeah, and on some degree, that's okay. fine to have a meta like that, as long as it's late game that it develops, uh, that you can't tell in the first uh, couple of rounds. Um, but yeah, I want that to be part of the part of the fun of it. Is uh, you're getting close to people, and there's always a risk that they'll they'll disappear, um, which is perhaps. Uh, oh man. Perhaps a little that would be so stressful. Very stressful, but it, I, I also want it to, to to be light in terms of like um, like you're as you're developing a relationship, like you're building sort of uh, that that takes time to cultivate, and so it feels tragic when you, that cultivation is lost, right? It's uh, oh okay. So I was just thinking about a game that might be useful to you. Aaron Signal did a video on it a while back. Um, the Shrouded Isle. Yes, 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 yes. Have you been looking at? Is that anything like what you're going? For? It, not quite visually. I think it's really, really interesting, and I think it does have a lot of stuff that I should look at. Um, it's a little different tonally from what I'm going for, but yeah, of course, it's, it's I'm very still like it. spooky. <laughs> it's very, very haunted. Yeah, it does have a really interesting aesthetic, though. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool how it took um, a book aesthetic. I don't really know how else to call it. Sort of the graphic design of old old novels and like books gothic gothic texts yeah and then it made it like a little pixely you know uh i think that's a really really powerful powerful mix but i want this to look like a book from the future i want it to to feel like a book from the yeah future. i want this to feel like um like you're engaging with uh, a novel in like the next evolution sort of 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 a novel i don't really want to replace the novel but i want players to feel like they're um, right. they're engaging with with something futuristic Right. So I was for some reason I was imagining like a Kindle, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is just a wall of text with maybe some dialogue options at the bottom. But that sounds kind of boring, and you'll probably want to do something more interesting. Yeah, than that. yeah. And especially like I, I'm trying to avoid walls of text in any of the the um, yes. the test stuff that I've been doing. I'm trying to figure out yeah how to limit everything to uh, you know as few characters as possible. Make sure it's punchy. Make sure that the focus is on the players being able to make the decisions get the information they need quickly, and then move on. But that's part of why I'm aiming for a very text-heavy approach is because visuals and moving through space ends up getting in the way of those decisions. Like, those 
like where you're walking to isn't very meaningful. So it's better to just like cut that out. Okay, so so you don't want like a top-down view of your character walking around town kind of thing? Is that what you're avoiding? I'm kind of avoiding it. I'm not opposed to it, and I might shift directions towards it if it's what makes sense or if it's what people want to be able to do. But right now, I need to test the, like, my primary goal. Right. Um, and we'll, we got to talk about, like, what sort of goals we're setting for um, our next our, our next check-in is that I need a, a playable, testable game prototype that I can I can send to you. Yes, I yeah we we've talked before like you have prototypes, uh, but I haven't actually played any of any of them yet, and I really want to play them so I can like give you like actual good feedback. Like personally, like if I was playing a game like this, I would definitely want like a character I can walk around and look at. Yeah, um, you want to feel a part of the world. Yeah, if the character I'm talking to doesn't have any kind of like representation or mm-hmm. like a face. Or anything it's it's a little harder for me like i get to i can like imagine them but i don't know it's part of the reason why i don't really read books anymore it's just like too much work <laughs> um yeah i mean i that's just the kind of games that i like no i i understand the the like it's part of um like the fantasy right you want to, to feel like you are embedded in the world i hate the word immersion but like that's that's definitely like uh part of it like why do you hate the word why do i hate the word immersion because it's so broad and non-specific and can apply to literally everything that it doesn't work very well as a functional uh guideline for how to how to build something usually so should i do my pitch and then we'll do goals yeah tell me about your game tell me about uh do you have a, a name for it yet i only know the broadest of strokes yeah it, it's that's kind of where it's at right now um so I guess maybe the first thing I should establish is like the stuff I am I I get most excited about and the projects that I most consistently complete are uh, fan art. <laughs> so uh, a little while ago I made a, an anime intro for Bloodborne because I thought it was it would be it fun. It is extremely and good. I did it. It's extremely good. I am working on a second one Ooh. and it's also extremely good. Um, and I've made a lot of fan art. I like I've like drawn a lot of fan art, and it's consistently like over the over the course of like I don't know since high school. It's work that I've been most excited to work on is fan art for whatever reason. So, with that in mind, I uh, recently picked up uh, Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life. Again. <laughs> now, when you say um, you recently picked up Harvest Moon: It's a Wonderful Life. I think you might need to like unpack the actual history behind that a little bit more. Because buying look, yes. buying Harvest Moon is not an unusual thing for most people. For most people, it's like, oh yeah, buying Harvest Moon is not unusual. I, okay, well, look, Harvest Moon is a great game. Everyone should go get a Harvest Moon game and play some Harvest Moon. <laughs> I love Harvest Moon, but for you, getting Harvest Moon isn't just like it's kind of like that time I bought Final Fantasy VII for the tenth time. So the first time I ever knew what a Harvest game was, was when I went to my friend's house. Uh, her name is Nicole, one of my friends from junior high, high school, you know, childhood, I guess. Oh, childhood. Uh, she, yeah, she owned um, a GameCube, and she had this game called Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. Um, and for the next decade or so, I would uh, mistakenly call it It's a Wonderful Life. Wait, because... that's not what it's called? I might have picked this up from you then if it's not actually called that. 
Yeah, it's not called It's a Wonderful Life. It's just A Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, um, we're mixing up with the film It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. that that's My my family has a tradition of watching It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas season. Totally. So I've seen it a billion times. It's kind of just part of my vocabulary. So I've always called it It's a Wonderful Life, even though it's harder to say and not the real title. <laughs> um, but she had uh, this game on it, and... I, like, fell in love with it. It was the first Harvest Moon game I had ever played, and I didn't really know what Harvest Moon was beforehand. I, I wasn't even aware of, like, the others in the series until I, like, I guess met you and you told me about them. Eventually, I got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas, and one of the games uh, I got for it was the PlayStation 2 version of Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. So I played many, many, many hours of it, there was something about it that I found really interesting and I just wanted to like unpack it and like learn like what was going on in the world of the game and then I eventually uh, dropped off of it. I, I, I tried playing it again uh, on the PS2 like in college and then recently like earlier this year and it's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of harsh to say but it's, it's not like there are so many problems with it. I think we can say that it let you down when you retried it in college. Yeah. Your disappointment was uh, palpable. It was really. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Were you there when I when I picked it up? Again? Oh yeah, totally. I was excited too because I had a sort of similar experience with um, with Harvest Moon growing up. I had a uh, I had a GameCube. Uh, my dad got Harvest Moon for my brother and I. Um, my dad, of course, as you know, uh, teaches. Uh, game making and so he has a you know he knows he knows about games and he knew he knew what the good stuff was on the gamecube and he's also uh completely entranced with um the idea of farming and so farming video game on the gamecube was all up his alley and he was like hey hey my child please please play this harvest moon game and i was like sweet i love this game and so in college, you're like, I want to play Harvest Moon. And I was so excited, too. I was pumped. I was like, all right, yeah, fire that thing up. So did you play A Wonderful Life specifically, or were you playing a different GameCube version? Well, I had two versions on GameCube. I had A Wonderful Life, and then I had another Wonderful Life, which is the... Right, the one where you get to play it. as a girl. Yeah. But yeah it's you also really weird played because it. there's two versions of A Wonderful Life, which is like the regular and the special edition. Does um, the special edition combine it with another Wonderful Life, or is it a totally separate? No, no, uh, it's entirely separate. I think another Wonderful Life came the latest. Um, let me. I wonder. I wonder about that. Let me see. Excuse me. Are you googling right now? Yeah. It's blocked. <laughs> <gasps> I'm using a VPN. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So another Wonderful Life came out in 2004. A Wonderful Life came out in 2003. Uh, but that's like the one where you get to play as a girl specifically and there's like different bachelors so you played it's a wonder or a wonderful life you played a wonderful life in college <laughs> yes and y it it was a heartbreaking experience because it's not good yeah it's, it's not there's a lot of problems with it um but before i get into what those are i, I recently picked it up again for uh, a mere eight dollars on the fox. playstation 4 store fox how many how many <laughs> How many dollars have you spent on on this one specific game that you do not even think is very good? You know that it was going to disappoint you again when no, you got it on PS4. No, it, but like it, but it's but it's like there's still it, it. 
Okay, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm teasing you. Also, I shouldn't no. rag on Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon is one of my favorite series, too. And that first game for the SNES, which was my f- favorite version of the series, was made by, like, three developers, and they worked very hard. It was a tough time. They made it, managed to put out a game, and, like, honestly, if I could do anything like, like that, if I could even make a Harvest Moon uh, wonderful life for the GameCube, I would be so happy with myself. I'd be so proud. So the reason I bought it again, like just, I think I bought bought it like a week ago. So you wanted to try it again. You were like, look, this time it's going to be great. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to recapture the memories of my youth playing this There's like a lot of nostalgia attached to Harvest Moon. Because not only had I played hours and hours of it, like junior high, high school. And I also talked about Harvest Moon with you guys a lot in college. Because it was like the first time I had encountered like, because I went to college. And I think during that first week of like welcoming, like we were all talking about the games that we liked. And I was like, oh, yeah, you ever heard of this Harvest Moon game? And you were all like, what? I love Harvest Moon. I love Um, Harvest Moon. And I was like, what? (laughs) I didn't know it was a thing that other people liked. So that was like a really cool moment for me. So I think that just kind of stuck. That was also like maybe the only game that we shared in common with our childhoods. Yeah, probably. I think so. Aside from like Pokemon, but that's kind of like everybody. I don't know. I have a lot of like good like feeling memories associated with it. So that's probably part of the reason why I jumped on it so quickly. Plus, like... Ever since playing it in college, I've always wanted to go back to it, make a bunch of notes, and make it myself better. Because there's so much about it that I like that that I, that really interests me, and that turned out to be nothing that I want to make into something. So you've already been taking notes, right? Yeah, uh, actually. How about you just tell me some of the problems that you have with it? Like, what what are the things that like really disappoint you or annoy you when you play it today? Um, I, I think, I think the biggest thing though is the atmosphere, which is very In terms much of the things you like or don't like. The things that I like. So, of course, I recently played it again, and I was playing through the opening sequence. I started having all these like realizations about it, um, and the thing that I think engaged me so much as like a kid and still like today gives me like cool feelings is just the atmosphere of the game um which is not the atmosphere that the game is supposed to be outputting um it's very much a mistake (laughs) so what do you think the game what do you think the game is trying to feel like and what do you think like the game ends up actually feeling like in terms of its tone so harvest moon is supposed to be a uh cute chill game about farming and cuddling cows and getting married and having kids and making friends and giving gifts and picking flowers and it's great and the game has all that but like right alongside it is there there's like this really kind of ominous feeling about it um Mm -hmm. and and i think it mostly comes from the art direction but i'll i'll get into that i think it could be the sound design too like when i think of uh, a wonderful life i think of the cicadas chirping and there's like two ways you can do cicadas chirping like you can have it like that uh it's summertime and the sun is bright and nature is alive and then you can have the other cicada chirping which is like this is a creepy forest Mm -hmm. the forest is alive that's a good point (laughs) yeah there are cicadas um a lot of the time there's just eerie silence Mm -hmm. there's not even wind um things aren't moving like trees aren't swaying in the wind or anything um, and everyone's idle animation is kind of creepy too, right? But I, I I don't know if I would call them creepy. They're they're most just kind of static and whatever. Yeah, they're they're a little vacant and yeah, and, uh... they're a little vacant. It's a good word. But the the thing that also 
it's the it's the environment. It's not very colorful. Yeah, it feels but... very like grounded in a very specific way. Um, it, it feels kind of unwelcoming. Everything's muted, and the tile set is a uh, very obvious in mm-hmm. in the in the 3D. Like you can really see where everything tiles, um, and it yeah. doesn't line up uh, super perfectly. If we compare it to something like uh, Animal Crossing, where yes. the grass looks seamless it stretches infinitely it's warm and inviting like it's the color green that feels like you can just lay down on it um, yeah like all, all of the and, villagers are really nice and sparkly yeah they're bouncy and you can and a understand little bit what they're saying the translation exactly. is not weird like <laughs> well the first one has a little bit of weirdness in it i think the <laughs> first harvest or the first animal crossing uh has a, a little dark sense of humor but even then the the villagers the the creatures are they're buoyant in a way like the way that they walk and animate they like their heads bounce like a bobblehead yeah um, so it's, very all, it's all very cute and all very nice and friendly and i think that's exactly what this game was going for but the result um was something more like twin peaks and i think the aesthetics are only like part of the reason it feels that way um, I think the way some things are written and the way, you know how sometimes when you translate something from Japanese, it isn't translated very well. So you get that kind of like weird, like everything feels kind of wrong feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her, I think A Wonderful Life has that for everything. <laughs> mm. um, sometimes like you have dialogue options and it's not always clear like what you're actually saying. Sometimes you look at an object and it has kind of like an ominous description Sometimes it's a question, like, whose boat is this? It's like, uh, I don't know. That feels kind of I was of asking you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was expecting this to find that out. Like, why are you asking me? Um, sometimes the characters say things that are just a little weird. Uh, sometimes the characters do things that are creepy, like there's a straight-up stalker in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl. I actually really liked Daryl because he's so weird. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, if I make friends with him, I bet I can help him talk to Flora and not be creepy about it. But Which one's Daryl again? Is Daryl the a scientist. blonde? The scientist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so brother. he does not sleep at night. <laughs> Look, nope. I, lear- I, I kind of know everybody's schedules. He doesn't really sleep at night. Once he's finished with his work, he goes to the falls and watches Flora from across the <laughs> river creepily. And if you talk to him, he's like, uh, I'm not doing anything. And it's creepy as hell. In his laboratory, he has a trap door. If you inspect it, the dialogue is, it's a trap door. Could there be a secret room under here? If you inspect his chalkboard, it's a bunch of equations. And at the very bottom, it says Flora. <laughs> On his shelf, there's a box that says bomb. He just has a bomb. <laughs> um, Wait, what? I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a pretty low resolution texture, uh, so I don't know if I noticed it before. I, I probably did, but, uh, yeah, he has, he has a box that just says bomb on it. Uh, oh my God. he really likes fish and coins, so if you want to befriend him, uh, he has a couple of cutscenes that happen if you exit your house at exactly the right time. Uh. I have a question. Yeah. Do you know if the trapdoor actually leads somewhere? I don't. Um, I, I've been actually looking at the Harvest... Because I did not have Harvest Moon wikis when I played this originally. So right. it was all kind of up to me to figure it out, which is part of the reason why I loved it so much. Like, it felt Definitely. like... It felt like such a mystery. Like, it, all, this whole town had, like, weird stuff that was going on. And the reason I know all of that stuff about Daryl is, is because I was 
basically stalking him to figure it out because I knew there was something creepy going on. But it turns out there's nothing creepy going on whatsoever. It's just a nice game about farming. And it's all a lie, so... <laughs> There's nothing in his secret basement. He doesn't actually have a room full of bombs. I'm going to look it sinister. up. I'm going to look it up right now and see if there is. Because yeah, there's now know. a wiki for all Harvest Moons. Nope, I don't think I don't think anything happens with that trapdoor. See? There's a bunch of, like, false positives and false clues in this game that drive me crazy. Like, whose <laughs> boat is that? I don't know. You'll probably never find out. What, what's under the trapdoor? I don't know. You'll probably never find out. What? Why is there? Why is there a weird, creepy shed behind that kind of looks like a furnace or maybe like a, a crematorium or something behind Romana's house? I don't know. Was there's like a random shed in your yard that does nothing? What does that turn into? I don't know. You'll probably <laughs> never find out. This game has so many false promises because <laughs> it, it, it feels like there's things to discover and like things to uncover, and it feels kind of spooky. But it's not. So that's that's kind of that's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna just take it, make a bunch of notes, and make my own version. Spooky town. That's that. Yeah, that's spooky town. But it's still like super cute and 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 nice. But you know, if you put in the work, you might find something weird going on. So I guess our games aren't really all that different. I guess kind of not. Give me give me a list of the things that like you definitely want to improve like it's clear that you want to improve like the world building um so that each everything has a purpose in it yeah so um i i have a list i'll just go down what i have so far uh character customization uh plus that's kind of something i wanted to learn how to do anyway to like build a character customization system uh the uh, property customization so the thing about the thing about unwarnable life is that it automatically gives you fields and a barn and a like yard to have your animals. So you're kind of like right off the bat forced into juggling both livestock and crops. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't really have a choice with like which direction you want to go with your um, farming business. So one of the things I want to do is make it a little bit more like a uh, trade-off. So maybe you get like a, a plot of land that's kind of small and you have to choose like whether or not to allocate that land to maybe making your house bigger or maybe you're going to build a chicken coop and raise animals in there or maybe you're going to uh, till it and make it into a garden. Um, and then if you want more land to do more things, you have to buy plots that are kind of like alongside your property, but you have to like find who owns that and purchase it. But you definitely want to keep the role of a, of a farmer. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today, if I wanted to do that or not. But I think that's kind of like one of the bigger draws about this game is like growing plants. So I don't really want to force the title of farmer onto these onto the player, but that's definitely like I still want like growing plants and managing your land and resources to be like a main part of the game. So I think so. Yeah, you're gonna be some kind of person that produces things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's all kind of up in the air. I'm kind of just starting with the game that already exists and thinking about improvements to make upon it. So I guess for now, yeah, you're a farmer. Um, the use of 3D perspective. This is actually a big one that should probably be higher on the list. The thing about A Wonderful Life is that it does not need to be 3D. Nothing about it necessitates a 3D perspective or character models or anything. Like It, it could function exactly the same way as a 2D game, <laughs> which 
like really bothers me. Am I wrong about this? No, I think that's I think that's a totally valid uh, quarrel to have with it. Um, I totally understand why it's like that way because this is the was this the first three D Harvest movie? It was the very first like true three D one. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to think of ways to better utilize that three D perspective. Um, yeah. So I have a big question. Yes. One of the biggest games of the last couple of years has, of course, been Stardew Valley, which I think had a very similar yeah. goal of looking at Harvest Moon games and saying, like, how can this be improved and modernized to to bring all the quality of life stuff that um, modern games have? Uh, and that game, of course, hugely successful. Obviously, a huge market of people in the same boat as you and, uh, and me, too, uh, who wants to see a game like um, like Harvest Moon, but um, but modernized. Uh, that game was made by one person, but goodness, he spent like nine years on that on that game. Uh, so I wonder how you plan on scoping things so that uh, um, it doesn't get out of hand, and you have to build way more than um, than you can possibly manage. Like, uh, what's the onion layer sort of to, to building it up so that it can be can be expensive um, but also doesn't that's doesn't that's a lost. really good question so one of the things i think that he wasted a lot of time on is building his own engine okay. um he built his own engine for stardew valley uh i think i'm not going to do that because i don't have the expertise plus we have things like unity and like game maker and things like that so I, i'm going to start by building it in unity just because that's what i've been uh that's Most what everybody i know works on so it's gonna save me a lot of time i'm gonna have like a lot of like people to ask for help and in terms of scope like yeah that's a good question the first um uh, i don't want to call it a deliverable because that's like too too much of an official saying thing but like what is the the first chunk that you want done to to prove things out so i'm thinking about just building the world first okay um and maybe using just like a are you thinking of doing that before building a character to move through the world yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, should I make a character controller first? It doesn't need to be like a final character controller, but it might help to have uh, yeah to to just give yourself mm-hmm. sort of the base to run around in. That way, you can figure out what the space in between buildings needs to be. I think that's what I'll do. What are you gonna do? What What are you gonna do for the next two weeks? All right. So my plan is to have a full gameplay prototype with no art. Uh, only placeholder text for a lot of the writing. So the characters might all have unique names, but if you talk to them, it's just going to be like the Lauren Ipsum sum placeholder, this sort of stuff, except for the important details and information so that hopefully in two weeks you can uh, download it and sort of reach uh, an end state in the game. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty, but it should be able to contain all the systems. Yeah. Cool beans. Good, yeah, good, 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 good talk. Hey, 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 hey. What? How's your weekend been? We didn't, like, catch up on life stuff at all. Oh, I went to a birthday party yesterday. Did you win? Yes, because I wore my pumpkin sweater that lights up. Oh, sweet. October. I love October. <laughs> yeah. It's October. I bought some decorations yesterday, too. I haven't done anything spooky yet. Yeah, I might have to get some spooky decorations. Get in the, get in the spirit. I don't want to let go of summer. I'm, like, I'm a summer child. I, uh, I want it to be summer forever, but boo. it's time to embrace embrace the fact fall has come. Not really in Los Angeles. It's the exact same outside as it always is. But <laughs> have you? Uh, do you have a costume that you're going to do? I haven't figured it out yet. I guess that's also on my uh, my two-week 
deadline list is to make a gameplay prototype and also have a Halloween costume. Uh, my hair is at the perfect length to do a, um, a Sailor Uranus. Oh, heck yes. Even though do she's it. not my favorite sailor, but she is the one I look like the most. So I might just do that. You have to work on your angry glare. Why do all the costumes you do involve angry glares? <laughs> because I like those characters a lot. I like the mean ladies. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think Sailor Uranus is probably my least favorite sailor. What? Well, I just, sailor I don't Uranus think I've, I've spent enough time with her. Um, she has this really cool attack, though, that has, like, a dope animation to it, which is world-shaking. World-shaking. Uh, where she, like, yeah, it's it's cool. And she, like, throws this giant sphere, and it's crazy and strong and cool. Um, but she always struck me as kind of, like, a mean person. She She's definitely kind of mean, but I think she might be my favorite, uh, outside of Usagi. Because um, Usagi forever, but... Ernest rules. You should watch the episode where she dies because it's <gasps> intense. Ernest has a uh, a race car. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, like and Neptune owns like a helicopter and like there's a bunch of motorcycles. What? They're like loaded. Oh my god! They have an aquarium at their house. What? It's great. They're also like the older of the group, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they rule. Yeah, you should watch some episodes of Sailor Moon and put together a costume. And yeah, that'll be a good Halloween costume. Yeah, that'll be good. I do technically have a Sailor Venus costume that I put together for that um, the the event. Sailor Moon movie screening uh, a couple a couple months ago. So I could, <laughs> I guess, technically still go as Sailor Venus. All right, cool. So we will talk again later. And it was fun catching up. I'm excited to get this started. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to make some stuff. Yeah. Should we stop recording at the same time? We should. Let's uh, let's see. We did a count off to start. We we're like yeah. one, two, three, soup. Right. Um, so breadsticks. Breadsticks has to be the follow up. Yes. Right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Breadsticks. breadsticks. <laughs>